0: A good time to uh, sit down and watch some movies and TV. And that's why uh, we're going to find out what the hell do we watch this weekend with our own Steve Stebbing.
1: Hello, Steve. How are you? Not too bad, Martin. How are you doing? Uh,
0: Pretty good. From uh, beautiful Penticton, B.C. This is kind of an exciting time of year because, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the December season is such a great time to sit down with with family to watch movies. So good.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, catching up with the movies that you missed over the year. Uh, especially the big ones. Um, and in my camp, uh, I mean, this is where the crop of award season type movies start coming out. So, or have been in the last few weeks. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like this time of year um, for movies and TV for sure.
0: Right. So, let's start with the new releases. This one is big. If people loved Gladiator, it's the same director, it's Napoleon what is your name napoleon How has the course of my life just changed napoleon i'm destined for greatness but those in power will only see me as a sword i suggest you take the throne as a king. king well steve Sebbing, what's the take on this the expectations very high
1: well, yeah, they are high uh, because, I mean, it's Ridley Scott, uh, who is a big director in a lot of people's eyes. I, I mean, he is, I, I won't lie, he is hit and miss with me. There are definitely a lot of movies in his filmography that didn't really work with me. But he was kind of on a good streak because The Last Duel was a, was a pretty solid movie. And I enjoyed House of Gucci for the kind of crazy farce it was. Um, and <laughs> I liked Napoleon? Too yeah but napoleon's kind of a mix of both movies like it has some kind of like slyly comedic tones to it as well as being like trying to be a focused biopic but i feel like it's a messy film and with uh, this theatrical cut being two hours and 37 minutes you would have thought that you would have got a good in-depth look at this character but the beginning of the movie at least in editing wise and pacing wise seems very rushed and then you have kind of like a drawn out middle piece to another rushed and crazily edited uh third piece to end the film and like i'm wondering once this movie hits apple tv plus i think that's where the extended cut of this film will be which i believe is four, uh, close to four hours, which sounds crazy, but on a streaming service, you're able to stop and start and, and, and kind of be more relaxed than you would be in a theater for it. So I'm hoping that would improve the movie, but, uh, I mean, it's a solid film. Joaquin's great, but, uh, I think Vanessa Kirby, who plays Josephine really steals this film.
0: Oh, interesting! Because Joaquin Phoenix expectations would be very high, uh, especially after the Joker. And I, wa- I wonder if there's any reference to Napoleon being short, because apparently, from what I've heard, he was the same size as everybody else. He was the average yeah. height.
1: I the Wikipedia says five seven, mm-hmm. so it's like was I guess was that short? Like, where do we have? Towering Frenchmen? No, in this time, you know.
0: <laughs> There's a reason when you go into those castles that the doorways are really low because everybody yeah, exactly. was small. So yeah. Uh, the next one on the list is a, a Disney movie that sounds pretty cool. A Wish. Once upon a time, stood Rosas, the most magical kingdom, founded by a king with the power to grant wishes. You are their
1: handsomest, most beloved king. You're right. I am a handsome king. I'm so nervous, I think I'm going to explode. My best friend, the king's apprentice.
0: Is my mouth drooping? I feel like it's drooping. So this sounds like it's kind of a Disney's tribute to itself
1: yeah this is disney's uh 100th anniversary film uh, a story that i I believe has been gestated in the company for a long time Uh, and uh, as far as the studio goes this is their last ditch effort to try and uh, generate a good box office win uh, as uh, they have not experienced uh, much luck this year in that department Uh, but Unfortunately, the reviews are kind of tanking it. It is like sitting at a 48% rotten right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, And even with a a solid cast, including Chris Pine, uh, it just cannot come together to be a a more exciting original piece out of the Disney vault, even though it looks really good. I mean, the animation is really there. I kind of like the textured quality to it. But um, yeah, I... I, I, even the trailer looks a little bland for it, so uh, I'm kind of not surprised.
0: Right. But probably something... If you're into animation, mm-hmm. it's probably something mm-hmm. you want to see in the theater.
1: No, definitely.
0: Yeah. And and the next one on the list is a new Nicolas Cage movie. Um, it's called Dream Scenario. Oh, you've been on my mind recently. Because huh? you keep popping up in my dreams. You don't do anything. You're just there. So... This specific person, the remarkable nobody, I've
1: also glad that experience. Do you have a picture?
0: So this late career arc for Nicolas Cage, where he makes these bizarre movies that are actually pretty good, continues. So hopefully, does it continue
1: in that vein uh, I mean, the, it is a certified fresh right now in Rotten Tomatoes. It is getting all sorts of great reviews. Uh, the storyline for it is just so wild and wacky and you're right when in this later part of his career, when he's choosing to, to, to go off beat with his choices, he's winning every time and it's kind of like for a Nicolas Cage fan like myself it's really kind of validating <laughs> when this yeah. kind of happens and uh, what he also does in, in in this way is also elevate the filmmakers that he's working with as well and, and kick starting their career in a big way and like kind of um, like a way a veteran really should and it kind of shows how much Nicholas Cage loves this craft to its core, and not just that big bombastic Hollywood level, but these these stories that largely get marginalized in that industry. So, uh, I mean, without his name attached to some of these movies, I I doubt they would have gotten made.
0: Yeah, because they're they're so strange. And that movie, I guess it was his last one where he played the action star. Um, that was what was it called? Do you remember
1: uh, uh, the the one where he played himself? Yes. Oh, the the unbearable weight of massive talent, which was like one yeah. of my favorite movies of that year for sure.
0: I have not enjoyed a movie like I love lots of movies, but that one was just such a pleasure to watch. So mm-hmm. fun.
1: Just, Absolutely, yeah. I, I just, Him and Pedro Pascal just play so beautifully off each off each other as well. Yeah, it was great. And also, Pig. Pig was a good movie. Yes. Uh, Pig might go down as one of his greatest performances, I think. Um, because on paper, is not one that you would expect out of Nicolas Cage. No. Um, very quiet, very controlled, um, and just so well executed.
0: And it was kind of a, about the fetish, fetishization of restaurants and food. Kind mm-hmm. of if you're into the bear, you might uh, enjoy Pig.
1: That'd be, That's a good pairing, actually. I really like that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, um, and then this one. Uh, this one I don't <laughs> know too much about. Good Burger 2. Do you guys serve veggie burgers? I can serve
1: anything on the menu. Good yeah, Are you using a plunger to unclog the shake machine, as in the same plunger we use to unclog the toilet? Uh, no. It really means a lot that you came to see me. Well, you're my best friend.
0: That sounds like Kenan Thompson from Saturday Night Live. Tell us about Good Burger too.
1: Yeah, this is a sequel that uh, to a film that became a cult hit. Um, and uh, I mean, Good Burger was like one of the original Nickelodeon films came out came out in the late '90s, uh, featuring uh, Kenan Thompson and uh, Kel Mitchell, who were part of a, a sketch show called All That, and then got their own show in Nickelodeon called Kenan and Kel. Um, and now everyone knows Keaton Thompson as like probably the longest running Saturday Night Live cast member of all time at this point. Yeah, he has to have that record in the lock right now. Um, but this is like the follow-up to that movie. Um, and a lot of people have been waiting for it. There's a lot of Nickelodeon kids out there. I'm really kind of late to it. I just watched Good Burger just this week, actually, because uh, Paramount sent me a steel book, uh Blu ray of it a while back. And I really dug it. It has that kind of goofy, late 90s nostalgic charm to it. So to see these guys go back to these characters uh, definitely works for me. And, I mean, you can watch it in the comfort of your own home because it's on Paramount+. Plus.
0: Right. And uh, this one looks, I can't wait to see this because I loved all the other seasons. Fargo, season five. Let me tell you what I see. I see: A woman who outsmarted two kidnappers. Are you okay, ma'am?: Yeah, so I, I love the other ones. Hopefully, this one lives up to it.
1: Yeah, and they all have so far, and it's, it's such a crazy concept, even from the beginning, that uh, you know, they were going to take this film that was so revered. In the '90s, one of the best comedy thrillers of all time, from the one of the best writing duels of all time, the Coen Brothers, and they're going to give it to creator Noah Hawley to do basically what he wants with it. So the first season he does pretty much the the Fargo that we know, just in a in a more ambitious series form, and then he starts to do other stories that kind of. Uh, are located in Fargo or in the North Dakota area uh, through different time periods and everything with these massive casts. Like he's he's always just uh, just gathering this incredible talent to tell these stories. Uh, and this uh, season uh, brings us back into modern time. We have John Hamm in this one. Uh, Ted Lasso's Juno Temple in this. Jennifer Jason Lee, who is like one of the greatest uh, character actresses. Uh, around these days and uh, a Stranger Things actor Joe Keery uh, and it's just wild storytelling uh, like only Noah Hawley can do I really dig his mind when he when he uh, approaches stories like this and uh, I expect the same out of the season